Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Promise, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for being God, Lord, and just allowing us to be like you, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for showing us how we do that, Lord, and showing us the things to come, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue are studying the book of Ephesians, and this morning we are moving on in chapter 6 to cover verses 21 through 24. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. But that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing, take a kiss. A beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will make all things known to you, whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs and that your that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren. Mm. And love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. 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 So, as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you might have. So, who would like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. Were you going to speak? LaCharles. Well, what the Lord was sharing with me is that we see inside of verse 24 um, that he says, peace to all those who love Christ in sincerity, meaning that we should be loving the Lord, not because of what he gives us or what he does for us, but because that's what's inside of our hearts. And we see that throughout the entirety of the book of Ephesians that he's encouraging the people to actually love the Lord because that's what they should be doing. I know in my own life that sometimes it becomes easier to love someone because of what they do for me mm-hmm. versus just because. And I think that's humans on the whole. We mm-hmm. tend to think of ourselves, we are most times naturally selfish. Mm-hmm. But when we understand that also this love that he's talking about, he's not talking about, okay, Lord, I love you when you're doing what I want. But as soon as that stops, Lord, then then it's all bets are off. But he's talking about when we have the guy. God kind of love and save our hearts, meaning that we're doing this because that's what the Lord asked us to do. And that's something that we have to be considerate of. And you can mm-hmm. also take this as multiple ways that we're also should be loving all the things that the Lord's having us do. It shouldn't be a burden um, or a stretch. I know sometimes for me, my flesh gets in the, um, wants to cry out underneath it and I don't necessarily want to do it in the moment, but mm-hmm. it does not take away my love and doing what the Lord asked me to do mm-hmm. because it's greater to be inside of the will of the Lord than it is to do what my flesh wants to do in the moment because I'll send me straight to hell. Amen. And when he's talking about what he's talking about here, that sometimes we get this confused. Um, when he's saying love, um, grace be to grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. He's, mm. he's talking about, they love him from their heart, from their, a pure heart. Amen. And 
someone who goes, I love you when you do what I want, but I don't love you when you don't do what I want. They don't love God at all. They like him when it's convenient. That's a more accurate way to describe that. I like you when you do what I want. I don't like you when you don't do what I want. And that relationship would be transactional, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. genuine. And so there's no love involved with that. And we should love God, not because it's right, but because it's what we want to do. And it is also right, but that can't just be the sole motivation because the moment someone finally persuades you that it's not right, how will you endure? But we as humans have been given choice. We work on choices. Like our whole opportunity here in this earth is based on choices. Um, Are we going to choose Christ? Are we going to choose the adversary? That's the choice. And it comes in big and small ways. So loving Christ because you want to is the thing because you see the value in him. You believe he's worth it. And ultimately you desire to do that because that's what your choice is. (laughs) That's what's going to stand and remain. But not what he does for you, not just staying out of hell, not being blessed, not being important or special. Nothing else will make you stand and remain and nothing else really qualifies as a sincere love because there's no truth to it and there's no endurance to it. Mm -hmm. The love that we have and real love does not fail, right? Then we read that in 1 Corinthians 13. It endures all things. It hopes all things. It believes all things. It does not fail. It doesn't quit. So something that quits doesn't qualify as love. But what endures, perseveres, and is not selfish in nature, right? And it's just because, just because that is love. And then the Lord tells us very plainly and clearly that if we love him, we'll keep his commandments. That's how we display our love for God. Not through tears, not through anything else. They may come as a result, but it's not the identifying factor of whether or not we love him. It's if we're keeping his commandment and we do it from a willing heart, willing and obedient. It's the good of the land. Amen. So that is valuable to him. Oh, go ahead, Layla. Something that the Lord had shown me in in this particular instance, Paul was talking about Tychicus, but he described him as a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, which is the whole point and purpose of Paul writing Ephesians and any other book that he wrote us so that we would become faithful ministers in the Lord, not um, children that the Lord has to watch his back and he has to micromanage because that shows a lack of maturity and that we're not progressing in the things of the Lord and growing mm-hmm. as we should. Just like the example with the the master and he had the minas or, or the talents. There were two. One had ten, one had five, one had two, and one had one. The one with the, actually it was five, two. Five, two, and one. I'm sorry. The mm-hmm. five turned to ten, the two turned to four, and the one stayed the one. And then became none at the mm-hmm. very end. So the faithful ones in that parable were the ones with the five and the two. They went out. They were faithful ministers on behalf of their master. They did what they were supposed to do. They didn't need to be micromanaged. And as a result, when the master came back, they were able to present the fruits of their labors and give back to the master what was his. And then they were put over cities. One was put over cities of 10. One was put over cities of four. And then we see this one, the the wicked servant that said, man, I knew you were austere. You were gathering where you didn't sow, reaping where you you didn't put the work. So here's your coin. Take it and leave me alone. 
And the master's response was that he was a wicked and lazy servant. He couldn't mm. trust him. So the one coin, dust bunny, if you will, that he had was taken away and given to him who had 10. So when we aren't faithful ministers in the Lord and we're only trying to look at or go after positions of power when the true love isn't there for the Lord, what we do have will be taken away. It's not God going, snatching it back, but we give opportunity for the adversary to come steal, kill and destroy because that's what he does. God, Jesus came that we would have life and life abundantly. So when we're focused on the wrong thing and we're not loving from a genuine heart, from sincerity, we open the door for the adversary to come and steal what God has given to each and every one of us, our inheritance, our blessings from him. And and we suffer that loss. But if we continue to grow, when we choose to mature and grow, just like natural children with their parents, you you and dad expect us to grow and to be able to demonstrate that we've received and and applied the instruction that you've given us, not just staying at this one level. So the Lord expects us to mature so that and demonstrate the maturity, not just say it with our mouths or say it with our eyes, but to be able, but to act it out so that he can tell and others that we are maturing and progressing in the things of the Lord then he's able to bless us. We become those beloved and faithful ministers and he's able to send us on more missions, more difficult things with specific words for people. But as long as we hold back from God, then we aren't able to progress ourselves. Hmm. I love that. The the demonstrating it out. Is it just one time? Mm-mm. Uh, no. Oh, no, it's absolutely not. Not in this house. Not that's in just the a show. If it's just one time, that's a show. Amen, right? <laughs> no, this has got to be continual. This is a lifestyle. Amen. So, and, and I enjoy how we're all talking about the love component. How else is the love demonstrated here, even in what we would call, call when you get down to the, well, I'll ask this question first. How is the love demonstrated here at the end of this book or Who's epistle? Love? Whose love? Well, first, God's love through Paul. Mm, that he's speaking well of um, Tychicus. Um, also, that he is giving prayer points okay. on how to intercede for the rest of the body or the other brethren that are throughout the world. And Layla's got something. What that need? And also showing that the Lord doesn't just ask you to do something but doesn't let you see the fruit of your labor he's letting them know that your prayers are effective keep pressing on and encouraging them this encouragement there to mm. continue to grow and mature okay great answers and there's more ready mm-hmm. everything that he describes here at the end of the epistle or letter right if we look at today for those that write letters or even emails Aren't these the things that we would typically put at the beginning? Hey, this is what's going on with me, and this is what I'm I'm putting in place for you, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. It depends. Depends on the perspective. And, and, and mm-hmm. it's become kind of standard in writing that these things go first. But that's not how Paul, or I'll say it in this way, it doesn't follow the, the divine order, right? Paul spends his entire epistle writing he first says okay i'm paul i'm writing this letter but then everything that he's writing about is instruction and guidance from the lord through paul 
to these individuals for the entirety of this letter. And then at the very end, he spends four, four verses where he mentions, well, I'll say six if you count, um, from verse 19 on, where he's talking, as you brought up, honey, honey, about the prayer points, right? Things that they can pray for him about. But all of the rest of this is, this is how you grow. And this is, that was Paul's desire for the, you know, for them in the Lord was their growth, their development. He spent the entirety of this epistle writing about how they can grow in their spiritual lives, but also in their natural lives. How, again, it can be demonstrated, continually demonstrated in their walk and in their life. And then he ends it with what we may consider a greeting. Hey, this is me and this is what's going on and these are the, the things that are I'm putting in place and this is why. And, you know, giving the, if you will, um, bona fides for others so that they can feel warm and fuzzy. He's saying, no, 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 first things first. It's the Lord and his teaching and his ways. And then, okay, so he, so if we look at that, he completely disregarded himself. Right, proper order. The Lord's first yes. and then him. So uh, just, just something interesting that just stood out to me, you know, going over this. And, and I want us to understand that because, you know, for anyone that knows us, that's typically what we ask. Hey, what's the Lord saying and speaking and ministering to you? That is believers, right? That's one of the first questions that usually gets up, gets asked in conversations because that's the more important thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. What else? Promise you had something? Yes. Let's hear it, sir. I would like to bring our attention to the beginning of verse 23 where it talks about peace to the brethren, love with faith faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, we see here that Paul is wanting them to first receive, we can see peace inside of, as an armor of God, but also love from the Lord to first exhibit that to others, but also to exhibit it and realize that the Lord loves us himself. And mm-hmm. the Lord reminds me of how a lot of times we believe that the Lord doesn't, ex- that the Lord want, that wants us to be perfect in everything while he does expect that. We shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a burden to us. As in, we shouldn't be seeing as, oh, the Lord just wants me to do something impossible, because it is impossible. I mean, sorry, it is possible. With Christ, right? All things are possible through Christ, right? Yes. Amen. Maybe not on our own or in our own ability, but with his help, we can do anything. Yes? Yes. Especially the things that he's asked us to do. He wouldn't ask us to do it if it was out of reach okay yes okay go ahead any and lily you brought up talking about the talents and how once they are faithful in one thing the lord is able to entrust them with more you see the same here the lord can only make us perfect in everything once we have our faith in him and we are and we prove ourselves faithful in the smaller things only then can god bless us with perfection and the bigger things that we want to have and the, as in that the Lord will make us perfect in all things, once mm-hmm. our heart is there. All right. Charles. As you were speaking, both Layla and Promise, the Lord was reminding me of here that um, we can see the growth that Paul has 
had personally. We know that beforehand, um, we see inside the book of Acts how he was all but dismissive of Mark because he didn't maintain the course with him. He didn't go with him to all the work. But we see here, and we know from the uh, from various books that all these people abandoned him later. That's that's what he wrote about. He said, all these have abandoned me except for, uh, I think it was Luke. Luke who was with him. But we can also see that the Holy Spirit is not judging us based off our actions, our previous actions. He's basing it off our heart towards him. And we see that all the time with um, one example being Elijah. How it seemed on the outside that he was hard and that he was um, a coward at times. And that he didn't want to do what the Lord wanted him to do as long as if it was too difficult, but that's not what the Lord saw in Elijah. He saw something different. He saw the good that was inside of him. And he's also, we can see here that Paul is no longer looking out the outside, the package that it's sent in, but he's looking more so at the perspective that the Holy Spirit has of each and every one of us. And that's something very important that we need to understand inside our own lives is that we shouldn't be judging people at all, no, let alone basing it off what our eyes see and our ears hear. We see Jesus didn't even do that, although he knew all things. He didn't even take the liberty to do so. But we should be looking at, looking at it from the perspective of, okay, Lord, these are your sons and your daughters, and I'm going to act and respond to them as such, in which we see um, as, we, as he finally closes out that he's looking at them from the perspective of the love of the Father, um, Peace to the brethren, a love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking about how he's loving him with the same love that they that the Lord loves them with. That's what he's getting at. He's not saying that you get faith from the, God the Father, and that's what I'm praying for. He's also or saying that you show me the love of the Father, but he's demonstrating out exactly what he's been talking about this whole epistle. He's not being a whitewashed tomb and saying one thing, but he's doing something else. Amen. What else? That was all I had. Me too. Okay. What are we going to say, sir? Very quickly, I'd also like to draw our attention to verse 21 through 22, talking about Paul was assuring them that he was okay and that, well, as you mentioned, that their prayers were working and as you mentioned, his love for them. And a lot of times, as Christians, we want the people around us to be concerned with us and anxious for us, but a lot, but we fail to realize that we need their prayers for us in order to fulfill the Lord's plan. And a lot of times, well, we like to. We, we shouldn't want anyone to be anxious for us, but as a, a friend, right? No one. We should be anxious for nothing, right? Fear, anxiety, right? All comes from the evil one. Now, having a heart towards the Lord and then for his people, which would include us, right? And I'll say being considerate of others. So I said, be at prayer at all times for all the saints, right? We are then moving forward, right? Keeping in prayer, being considerate, interceding for others, right? But that's not anxiousness. That is, that is just out of love. It's then further demonstration of love that we're then lifting up others before the Lord. Amen. And in, in particular for Paul here, he gave them permission to intercede on his behalf. Amen. So basically he transferred a level of authority 
for his people that he was writing to, not his people, but to the Ephesians that he was writing to and saying, hey, we just talked about this armor. <laughs> get it on, get <laughs> to work and pray for me with based on this so that your prayers are more effective and that we can really, you know, get get some action done. And what I and I think what you were trying to say is that we want to know that people care for us. But at the same time, we should be satisfied that the Lord cares and he'll take care of the rest of it. Yes, Lord. So, yes. So in light of what we were just saying, what else were you going to share, sir? And how first we should have faith, we should have faith in God that he's able and able to bless us above and beyond what we need at the moment, but also that those around us care for us and that the Lord work through them on our behalf. Amen. The Lord's got everything mm-hmm. in the palm of his hand. Something else that, well, I know I say it quite often. God's got it because he does. So mm-hmm. with that, let's pause there for the, for today. And can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Let's hear it, sir. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you've given us all this book, Lord, to learn from, Lord, that you've given us everything that we need to move forward inside of you, Lord, and that you have not left us lacking, Lord, but that you have given us all the information that we can have need of, Lord, and that you have prepared us, Lord, and equipped us to go out and do your will inside the earth, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity and the trust that you have put inside of us, Lord, to trust us as your sons and daughters and ambassadors to be the light in the world, Lord, that you have placed such faith in us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name we pray, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.